Hi, this is Bob Williamson. Jesus in high heels. LGBTQ community is making progress in infiltrating and taking over churches worldwide. Breitbart News recently published some material about what is happening in Sweden. The headline reads, Swedish Church to Replace LGBT Eden Painting with Jesus in High Heels Art. And there's a picture of the Last Supper with Jesus looking very feminine wearing high heels at at the Last Supper. The St. Pauli Church in the Swedish multicultural city of Malmo will replace a controversial pro-LGBT altarpiece with another work depicting Jesus Christ in high heels. Swedish priest Helena Meistaner told media that the original painting, which was taken down because some claim it depicted transgender individuals in a negative light, will be replaced by a print of another work by the same artist, which depicts a transgender Jesus at the Last Supper. Broadcaster SBT reports the painting entitled Paradise is a creation of Swedish artist Elizabeth Olsen Wallen and depicted a scene from the Garden of Eden with some same-sex couples and transgender figures. The painting stirred controversy. It was hung at the altar of the church, but it was a depiction of a transgender figure with the serpent and therefore the association with evil and temptation, which outraged activists and led to the painting being removed. How dare anyone associate homosexuality with evil? Replace that painting immediately. Ugh. One has to give them credit. They are determined to infiltrate every aspect of our culture and demand inclusion. Just look at Chick-fil-A. Recently, I wrote about the United Methodists and the impending movement to split the denomination over the issues of ordaining homosexual priests and performing same-sex marriages. I received an email from a friend who wrote in part, Bob, dead on with the Methodist Church. My wife and I are members of a very old and beautiful Methodist Church here in Columbus. Below is the email I sent to our bishop this past Sunday. I've yet to receive a reply. Bishop, thanks for your steady and calculated leadership of the MS Conference. This is a difficult thing for any denomination, although we aren't the first to go through it. I would like to ask a rather probing question. I assume I may be missing something, but it is disheartening to me, if not downright disgusting, that we've had a vote on this once, 
And now that the separation is proposed, the majority are the ones that have to split. How in the world did that negotiation go down? In my opinion, a lack of leadership of the overall Methodist denomination and its willingness to appease everyone instead of standing up for the gospel has led to this. What should have been said is, this is our doctrine and what we believe. If you don't, we certainly respect that. There is the door. You are free to leave. Instead, those in the majority group are now going to be the ones separating from the denomination we made a pledge to and allow the minority to amend our book of discipline as they see fit. That is the most ridiculous form of leadership I've seen. To me, this has less to do with LGBTQ and more to do with woeful leadership. I have a number of LGBTQ friends and customers. I'm friendly and accepting of them as individuals without necessarily supporting their way of life. I do believe it's a very tough issue. However, the LGBTQ population is roughly 5%. 5%? We are blowing up our denomination for 5%? It wouldn't bother me if we allowed the ones who want to accept this as their religion to leave the Methodist Church. Instead, we've adopted a form of appeasement and are allowing them to dictate to us what to do. Please pass along my extreme displeasure with our complete and utter failure of overall leadership. This denomination is joining the ranks of the Boy Scouts which was all but completely destroyed by allowing a small portion of the population to dictate who they were. That is most definitely not leadership. It is weakness defined. In an effort to appease everyone, they have allowed the gospel to be perverted. If I am wrong in my assessment, I would appreciate your insight. My friend raises a valid point. Is it logical to split a church due to some in the minority that want their sin to be accepted? Or should those who disagree with the established doctrine of the denomination just leave and start their own church? I suppose it's a moot point because somehow these (laughs) progressive liberals gain control of the boards and theology schools and end up calling the shots just like they did in the Boy Scout reference. doesn't really matter to me. If I attend church and what they preach is not biblical, I simply leave and don't go back. Unfortunately, most people have never read and studied the Bible and simply rely on their clergy to tell them what it says and thereby tell them what they should believe. If their daddy and his daddy and his daddy before them was a Catholic or Methodist or Episcopal or whatever, by golly, that is what they will be. They are betting their eternal soul on their grandpappy being right instead of discerning for themselves. So if they attend a church and it's taught that God is a loving God and therefore anything goes and if it feels good, then by all means do it. If you love and desire to marry someone of the same sex, then do it. If you have never read and studied the Bible, 
then why wouldn't you believe them? The Bible saying it is an abomination means nothing if it is never read or mentioned by biblical teachers. The Bible defines homosexuality as sin, and it states there's a prize for violating God's laws. Jesus is not transgender, and it is a blasphemy to portray him in that light. Jesus is sin-free like an unblemished lamb, pure as a driven snow. God does not bend or alter his laws, and neither should the churches that claim they represent him. Sin does not come without consequence. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is Bob Williamson. Thanks for listening.